Welcome to Wear Who You Are, a podcast that takes the fear out of fashion and holds space for everyone to explore how to connect your authenticity with your personal style. I'm your host, Natalie Tincher, founder of BU Style, expert style strategist, and your enthusiastic friend and safe space of support. I believe that every person has a style and every style deserves a seat. With over a decade of experience working with hundreds of personal clients, I've learned a thing or two about how to help others have a healthy and holistic approach to navigating how to build a wardrobe that reflects who you are. So pull up your seat and let's get started. Thank you for coming back to another year of Where Who You Are. Happy 2024. I am so excited to be here. It was nice to take a little holiday break and now we're back. Um, I was reading somewhere some silly article that said, you can't say happy new year after January 7th. And I'm like, no, we're here to break rules. So I'm going to say happy new year all month. And my friend in France said that you can say happy new year all month in France. So we're going to go with that rule. Um, but in the new year, I don't really like to set resolutions. Um, I don't really like these like check mark of measurable goals. If I do these things a number of times, um, it just doesn't work for me and my brain. And it just causes me to feel like a big failure if I don't do it right. So I like to think more about intentions and directions. I'd like to set my compass to when a new year starts of building off of what I did the year before. And so in, really in the last year and a half, um, really my whole life, but particularly in the last year and a half, I've doing been doing a lot of self-exploring and reflecting and just a lot of work and had a lot of light bulb moments. Um, I realized there are some areas that I've still been bending into a pretzel to please others, or maybe I've been holding back on my personal dreams or pursuits because I'm worried what others will think. I'm worried about taking care of others. My therapist calls it my, um, my need to soothe that I'm always worrying about other people. And it kind of sometimes gets me into a martyr place where I'm not leading with my intent, my authenticity. And, you know, a lot of places I'm not doing that, but there are parts that I'm still holding back in that are direct opposition to what I'm really preaching to you in this realm of style and showing up authentically and, and who you are. And so a phrase that my dad used to say keeps really popping into my head. Um, he had a lot of call them billisms. Uh, and his thing that he would always say, and I can hear his voice in my head saying, if they don't like it, fooey on them. So he would do something that he knew was really aligned with his, you know, kindness and his intent. And so he had this really great gift of saying, like, if they don't like it, fooey on them. I know this is the right thing to do. So I've decided to adapt that into my 2024 intention to live less in fear and more in my true authenticity in all of my things. And you know, it's all driven by a core belief that if I do this, it will bring more fullness, fun, and fulfillment to my life. Uh, I shared on Instagram a more eloquent way to say this that keeps coming up all these, you know, the holidays make you reflect on growing up. And it's a poem that my dear high school cross-country coach, who has turned into a mentor, turned into a dear friend of mine now, Chuck Liddell, shout out to you. Uh, he shared with me decades ago, and he gave us, you know, in a packet when we were reviewing the cross country year, he gave us this, this little poem that I still have laminated and keep with me. And it, it, it popped up recently and it's called the man in the glass. It's by uh, Peter Dale Wimbro senior. It says, when you get what you want in your struggle for self and the world makes you King for a day, just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what the man has to say or woman in this case, for it isn't your father or mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. 
He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear to the end. And you've passed your most difficult, dangerous test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. So I always love that because this isn't an intention to say be selfish and self-serving. This really is about looking back and knowing that you lived your life authentically, knowing that you are the one that has to answer for yourself and for living in your true self-expression and your self love and and power. And it comes after a place of being kind and a loving person at your core. And so I say here's to being kind and loving to yourself and others. And then looking in the mirror, proud of the reflection, staring back. This is in all things. And of course, we're going to talk about style here and saying, you know what, if others don't like it, fooey on them. So really, in other words, wear who you are, be you. So I ended this year in a kind of fun and personal announcement the way um, in a great way to start this intention. So you may remember that I talked about getting my first tattoo in an episode earlier in 2023 with Megan Kingery. Well, I'm really excited to tell you that I did it. I got a beautiful hummingbird watercolor style a full color tattoo on my right rib cage. And that was to honor my my mother who passed away um, five years ago this last December who loved hummingbirds. She just loved them. And ever since she's passed, she has shown herself to me in different hummingbirds um, and, you know, letting me know that she's there and supporting me. So sharing that with you may seem like nothing to some people, but I really grew up in uh, a culture that like many of you probably did too, that tattoos were you know, masculine or unprofessional, or why would you do that to your body? So it was a big deal for me to do this and not just to get it, but to openly share that I'm someone who has a tattoo. Judge it how you will. That's not on me to decide or care what you think. In fact, um, getting it has been a really fun way for me to connect in a new way with special people in my life. It's like my hairdresser told me like, you're part of this club now. And so, um, you know, for the others that aren't into it, it's not hurting them. It's not on me to care what they think. And I'm I'm personally happy with my choice. I know why I did it. And I really wanted to wear my mom close to my heart forever. So that was my uh, a bold step in ending 2023 to set this intention of, of a really ultimate permanent way of wearing who I am and honoring someone that I love so dearly and who I want to carry with me forever. And I um, here's just one more way to do it. So moving on into the style portion of this, of wearing who you are, and thanks for giving me that space to uh, listen to that. We're going to start with a Nat Chat episode to kick off the year. So I can't really think of a better way to start with this place of style self-expression than in showing up in all the dynamic parts of you through styling your wardrobe. So toward the end of last year, we did our Nat Chat episodes on assessing your closet. And then we did our three-part series on shopping. So now it's time to put it all together with styling. So I do this with my one-on-one clients, and it's actually my most favorite part of the process because it's when everything really comes together and you get to see how how your style can be utilized and how your wardrobe can be utilized to express yourself in all the different parts of your life. So styling really is how you get maximum mileage out of your wardrobe. It's how you start to identify the gaps for strategic shopping. It's how you flex your style personalities for all the different occasions and audiences in your life. It's really where your self-expression comes in and all the beautiful, dynamic, interesting parts of you. It's really, um, really in a nutshell, it's how your wardrobe supports your everyday life, your goals, and your intents. 
I've used the cooking and food analogy before, so we're just going to stick with that. Um, you know, I started, I'm about 20 years behind the times here, but I recently started watching Top Chef. Uh, I'm a kind of a lot hooked on it. So it's amazing to me to see the challenges and where each chef is given the exact same ingredients and then they make something completely different. So that's really how I want you to think of styling. Like what outfit recipes can you cook up that connect to your unique body, your goals, your style preferences, your lifestyle, how your day is going, the climates that you're in. So it sounds great and really exciting, right? But I also am guessing, and I know that a lot of you are asking like, how the hell do I do this though? I know a lot of my clients are like, I don't know how to make an outfit. I look in my closet and I'm like, I don't know what to do unless I put something together that the sales associate or told me to put on or that was on the mannequin. You know, I, I just, I don't know what to do. So I did another little Instagram poll to see where some of you stand in this styling realm. And we'll work through some of the results and questions during this episode. So to start out, I asked if you typically wear uh, one piece of clothing multiple ways or in one way only. And 30% of you said that you wear it in one way only. And I happily saw that 70% of you wear things in multiple ways. However, when I asked you what's the hardest part of putting together an outfit, a number of people said that it is hard coming up with different ways to wear items or that you get in a rut of wearing the same thing the same ways over and over and over. So we're going to address some strategies you can use to support you in getting maximum mileage out of your closet and making getting dressed more easy for you and really in a ways that will support your day and giving you all the options that you have. So I'm going to go through just this episode, Styling Tip 101. And these are going to be really basic tips, but it's a really good place to start and just to get your feet wet and to start to be bold and to start playing and, and, and exploring how to style what you have in your closet. So the first tip I have is to gather inspiration. This is for all of us out there, especially when we are in a styling rut, but it's especially for those of you who said that you have trouble wearing things more than one way. This is where our curiosity as humans come in. We can use Instagram, magazines, street style, art, anything we see in the world to our advantage here. So what I want you to do is start collecting imagery and ideas that excite you when you see them. You're going to store them in an easy spot for you to reference. It could be a Pinterest board, a folder in your iPhone or smart tablet, um, anything, whatever works for you. I don't, I don't have a preference. We're all different there in our organization. Uh, this could be, you know, different color combinations you see in the world. It could be an outfit that you see somewhere that you love. It could be um, something that catches your eye from an interior design perspective. It could be art, um, again, color combinations, an outfit you see on social media even, or in a magazine for those of you that still read them like me. Remember, this is not to look at an influencer and buy exactly what they have or celebrity and say, I'm going to get that whole outfit from head to toe, piece by piece, click by. No, 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 no. We are not doing that. So remember a much earlier episode from last year, we talked about inspiration versus aspiration. The purpose of this practice is to inspire you to connect things that light you up to your own wardrobe, your own style choices. It's how you're going to understand your tastes and what outfits you want to make from your own wardrobe ingredients. Once you've gathered a bunch of these images, you can start to see common themes and ideas. So that's the purpose of this. Maybe, um, like I said, it's a cool color combination that you wouldn't have thought of 
on your own and that maybe you have in your closet or you have one element of it in your closet. Maybe it's a certain silhouette that you see and like. And so it'll help you think, oh, I've got a shirt in a similar silhouette and I've got a pant in a similar silhouette. Let me try to put those together. Maybe it's an idea for pairing like a certain basic that you have, a denim jacket in a new way that you could wear it. So this exercise will also help you stay focused on your shopping and your regular closet calls. You can build upon this catalog as you live throughout life and you can delete things as your life and preferences shift. Refer back to it. Keep refining it. You could try and experiment with something and be like, eh, I don't like that anymore. It'll really help you make clear personal um personally aligned choices as you do your subsequent seasonal closet assessments and strategic shopping. And then it's going to help you in this styling realm. Tip two in styling is then to create and keep up a catalog of outfit options. I'm going to divide this tip into multiple steps. This is really the meat and potatoes of it. So this first step in this is you're going to assess your styling needs. Now, in this poll, uh, the Instagram poll I just talked about, I asked when you plan your outfits. 11% said that you plan the whole week at once. Bravo to you. Uh, 6% said that you pick out your outfit the night before. And 83% said that you pick it the morning of. That's me. I pick it out the day of, unless I have a big event or something in which I want to make sure that I'm ready to go. I call that like a high impact moment or high visibility moment. I'm generally a highly relaxed and creative person, so I don't like to feel stuck on an outfit choice from the weekend before the weather may throw a loop or, you know, maybe I don't know what it is, but I like to I like to kind of pick things on the fly and in the mood. Um, And the other camp, I do have a client who she's an attorney. She has two kids. She has what she calls closet amnesia. And she doesn't remember what she has or how to wear anything. It's not in her world. Like I'm in the styling world. So of course, for me, picking something the day of may make more sense because it it does come a little bit more intuitively to me. So as such for her, she plans her outfits at the beginning of each week. She puts them in an app. She slates them in. She looks at her schedule. And it doesn't really matter where you fall on this spectrum. The following exercises that I'm giving you will be a game changer and keep you from feeling this proverbial closet full of clothes with nothing to wear. Or in this rut that we often talk about where people say, oh, I'm just in a rut. I'm in a rut. Um, And a lot of times this rut that you're in, you think that you need to go and buy a new wardrobe. But instead, a lot of times it's really just coming up with new ways to put your wardrobe together. And you actually have all of these inspirational things in your closet. You just need to take the time to build it out. You need to take the time to build out these options and get a lot friendlier and a lot closer with the items in your wardrobe. It's like, you know, you have those friends where you first, maybe the first time you like, they're your theater friend or they're your dinner friend. And then maybe you realize they could be your friend that you go to the movies with as well. So I want your wardrobe for you to understand which parts of your wardrobe can play in different spaces in your life. So if you suffer from this outfit styling decision paralysis, closet fatigue, these feelings of being stuck or rushing out the door and just throwing on the same old standbys because you didn't think things through, I suggest you do this following exercise, which is essentially the same process I do in person with my clients. You're going to set aside a couple of hours the first time you do this. Put on any energy boosting, happy tunes, set aside the time to style and take pictures of your full looks. I'll walk you through how you're going to do that. Before you even start to do this, you sit down and I want you to think about the broad strokes buckets of the life that you may need varied outfits for. For many of my clients, it may look like something like this. And these are just the general categories. You may have high impact moments. 
your everyday work, which could be hybrid and an office and weekend. After you create what these buckets look like for you, these big buckets, look at the immediate few months and segment that out. So think of the general season, the weather that you're in, the climates that you're going to be in, where you're going, what's on your work schedule, uh, any conferences or special events, maybe the general cadence of your life. Is it, you know, do you have kids and it's soccer season and you're taking them to a lot of practices and games on the weekend? Do you have is it a time where you have a lot of dinner with friends, a lot of birthdays to celebrate? What's the dress level for, for all these things? That's what I want you to think about. What level of dress do you need? So within each of the big buckets, I want you to add these smaller categories. For example, within weekend, you may have most of those needs filled with these kids' activities. I just talked about soccer practices, games, birthday parties. So your needs, styling needs for these would likely be casual daytime styles. Within this same weekend bucket, you may have a few nice dinners with friends or your partner. So that might be smart casual or elevated style casual needs. So those are going to be the style level of needs and the types of outputs that you're going to need in those buckets. So once you've segmented that out, we're going to go on to step two of this activity. Create outfits for each of these categories. Easy, right? Um, So you can go about this in a couple of ways, depending on if you are someone who likes a large volume of outfit options put together quickly, just to jog your memory of what you have, or if you're someone who really likes to know your head-to-toe, fully styled, thought-out looks that are fully accessorized, um, it, it really depends on your style personalities and your preferences. I have clients that like to that are on both ends. Some people are like, you know, I just want to be reminded what I have and how I can wear it. So then they can look at, you know, one pair of pants and see the seven different sweaters that works. And it's kind of a fast volume play. Some people like to do it like, no, I want to know when I'm putting on this blouse that it's this exact pant, the pants are rolled this way. I have this shoe. I have this purse. I have this accessory with it. So it truly is like, a map for them to to pick out to you know dress themselves according to this. So if you just want a lot of volume and the reminders of the quick mixes and matches and you know that adult garanimals that I love to talk about, I suggest starting with one of your wardrobe wardrobe staples. Call it like for this activity a pair of wide leg black jeans. Then take that pair of jeans and start mixing and matching tops and layers that would work with it. For each of these combos, this top and bottom a combo, include the shoes that would work with it. So maybe it's like a pair of boots and a pair of sneakers, and you can put that all together and move on to another wardrobe staple and do the same exercise. If you're someone who would benefit from the full head-to-toe styled looks, I suggest you pick a specific occasion within your buckets, pull out a piece you would like to wear for it, and build a full outfit around it, like the top, bottom, layer, jewelry, handbag, try on the full look, Make sure you feel really good in it, that you're happy with it. Along the way, you can refer back to your inspiration collection for these ideas on how to style your outfit. In this exercise, try on as many of these combinations as possible so that you know that it works or maybe it doesn't work. Maybe in your brain, you're like, this is going to be awesome. I've done this before. And then when I put it on, I'm like, it didn't quite work out as well. And so it's better to know that ahead of time than maybe if you're rushing out the door the morning of. Um, Then you can know what you like to do to it. Do you need to tuck something, roll something, untuck it? So then again, when it comes to the time to wear it in real life, you know. Now for each of these combinations you put together, here's the most important part of this. If you are in either of these camps, snap a picture of each combination that you like. 
It can be as simple as a selfie. It could be laying it out on the ground. Once you've tried it on, just take a picture. Now, I know you are not doing this because the poll results were that 91% of you do not keep a catalog of your look options. For my clients, they all get them uploaded in a digital lookbook for them. When I first started my business, a lot of my clients would request just to shop with me and not do the styling. I allowed that because at the time, honestly, I was just happy to get the business. I didn't really fully realize because I was a new, newer professional in this realm what a disservice it was doing for them. Because so many of them would shop and say, I don't know how to wear this. We bought these things and I don't know how to wear it. And that's where, again, my secret sauce and my favorite part of what I do is, is to show them all of the potential and all the possibilities out of each piece that we got and and why I led them to that piece. Because I see it ahead of time and I see a vision that's like, you could wear it with this, you could wear it with this, your cost for wear could be so low. And that just doesn't come intuitively to my clients. And none of them were doing this exercise on their own either. I do have clients now that once we do a styling session together, they will do some styling on their own, upload the photos, and I get really excited because that means that they're internalizing it, they're learning it, they're feeling free to make these styling decisions and choices. And, you know, really back to our grocery store anecdote, what good is buying a new fun ingredient if you don't know how to integrate it into your cooking in a way that suits your tastes and existing pantry items? Your grocery shopping, in this case, becomes much more fulfilling, less expensive, and more varied and exciting when you know how to utilize what you buy in different ways. Like take the cilantro I bought last week. I knew I could use it in my menu planning for guacamole taco night, for the coconut lime chicken curry dish I was making, and then I added fried rice into the menu. And that rice that I had, well, I used it as the base for the chicken curry, obviously in the fried rice, And I use rice to make Mexican rice as a side for the taco night. So yes, this grocery store strategy took a little planning. I'm not a chef, so this all doesn't come fully intuitively to me. But it really is well worth it to plan ahead and to see these overlaps and to create them and to have versatile ways to use the same ingredients and totally different flavor profiles. And as I've done this, in this grocery store realm in a world that was kind of new to me. Admittedly, when I went for college, I didn't even know how to make spaghetti. So this is something that I've practiced over the last 20 years, um, learning how to have a more efficient, effective, and diverse grocery list has become easier and easier. Now, your wardrobe is much the same. You may buy a piece that you love, so why not figure out all the fun ways you can use it? Like you love it and you love the other pieces you bought in your closet, so let's let them play together. And styling your closet may be hard and it may take longer and more tries at first if you're new at it. It may take you a few tries at putting things together until one outfit just feels right or you may put together some looks that end up just not working for your personal style after you try them. When you put them on in the wild, you may come home that day and be like, eh, I didn't really like that. That wasn't for me. It didn't quite land how I wanted it to. And that's okay. Or maybe you wear something over and over and you get tired of it. Like maybe there was a dish that you love to cook and you had it too many times and you're like, you know what? It's time to put that aside for a season. Let me rotate this look out because I'm a little tired of it. But doing this practice, trying to style things will get easier as you give it a try. And this practice of styling your closet will save you time, money, and a lot of mental energy. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. So for step three of this activity, after you've styled your looks, you've taken your pictures, 
I want you to catalog your newly created looks by these buckets that we started with. Whatever filing system, again, works for you. Like I said, my clients have digital lookbooks. Some people use a specific style app that you can slot things into calendars and categories. You may just want to use your smartphone album. In this cataloging, make sure the buckets are addressed that we talked about. Ask your question for each outfit. Where am I wearing this? And then note accordingly. And remember that some things will work for multiple categories in your life, especially in this day and age. So maybe something that works for um, a dinner could work for uh, some of your work things if you have more of a smart, casual work environment. Or maybe some of the outfits work for the whole day and that you note when you've styled it, there's a couple easy swaps that you could switch to make it work for an evening or for something else. So you could swap out um, you know, sneakers for boots and swap out the jacket for a blazer. And then you've got an evening look with the same outfit. You'll be able to see all these things because you've cataloged your looks and you've created, you've, you've documented all of your photos. So this will make life easier for you. I want you to refer back to this catalog of looks whenever you need it and however you plan your outfits, the day of, the week of, the night before. This will just really be a great tool for you and it takes out a lot of mental work every day. We have a lot of choices every day. We have a lot of things on our plate. Why not make this one thing so much easier? And as you style your, your, your looks, we'll refer back to that strategic shopping list that you are in my perfect world, always upkeeping. As you're styling your looks, if certain pieces are difficult to style, or some of your looks are feeling really uninspiring, you can start to identify why. So this could look something like, I don't have the right boot for my new wide leg black jeans. Or um, all of my basic tops are missing that right necklace to make the look feel finished. You'll start to see that as you look at these images and like, what's missing? What's missing? I realize it's always a struggle to find this one piece over and over. Now, in this whole thing, I'm giving you extra bonus points for yourself and less daunting of a time commitment to yourself if you do this styling activity with every new piece that you do buy in the future. Buy that piece and then take the time to style it using what we already have. Take these pictures and add it to your cataloging system. So that way you're constantly keeping it updated. You're constantly refreshing your options within your closet. And usually that's just with one or two pieces too. So then you feel like just a few purchases will give you infinitely more possibilities. Or maybe as you do this exercise, you realize you're just missing an entire category of look options as you're putting it into your buckets and realize you've been buying too much of the same thing. Maybe you keep buying the same athleisure pieces and you don't have anything for nights out. And so you're going to know this ahead of time by doing this activity. So when it gets to that moment, you're not in a panic situation and panic buying, or maybe you're doing what some of my clients do and they cancel plans because they don't have what to wear. And that's really sad because then you're not getting the most out of life and you're maybe missing out on fun and enjoyment. So this exercise really could show you the holes in the full categories that you may be lacking. So this is really an opportunity doing this styling exercise to identify all of these things that you could be missing and taking action so your wardrobe can support the fullness of your life and it can support the fullness of your life ahead of time. So it really is something thoughtless as you're getting ready every day or something that you're really excited about, excited about wearing this outfit that you styled. And, and maybe it'll cause you to say, you know, I want to find an occasion to wear this really beautiful, exciting, fun thing that I put together. So really, that's the overview of this styling process that I would love for you to try out. 
And now to wrap up our time together, I want to give you just a few high-level styling tips. So I know I told you to put the looks together, but you're probably also asking like, well, where do I start if I'm having complete trouble making combinations and I'm a novice at this? So back to our poll, I asked you the hardest part of putting looks together. 33% of you said it was accessorizing. 27% said that it was shoes. 33% said top and bottom combinations, and 7% said layering. So, of course, how you personally style looks is completely individual and based on your goals and your unique lifestyle. I'm not going to do what some of those influencers say and tell you this is the exact formula to use. It's not formulaic like that. But if you are feeling completely overwhelmed, I, of course, want to give you some direction so you don't feel like a complete fish out of water when it comes to fashion. Here's just a few quick brainstorms on places to start for each of these categories. First, top and bottom combinations. I want you to think of silhouette options. And a few rules of thumb that you could start with are this idea of the rule of thirds. It's one of the first things I learned when I took uh, image consulting courses. And it's the fact that you can segment your body into three sections, so into thirds. And in general, proportions that you create by thirds will be balanced. For example, if you do a cropped or shorter top with a high-waisted pant, one-third is on top and then two-thirds is on bottom. So that's usually more balanced and feels more harmonious than cutting your body straight in half. A couple of other thoughts on Silhouette's top-bottom combos. If your pants are wider, try pairing it with a more fitted top. If your pants are narrower, try a looser top. If both are loose and you're feeling lost in your clothing, try tucking in the top. A simple tuck can often change a lot and give you a little bit more shape if that's what you're feeling you're lacking. Next up, accessorizing. This is a big one for my clients too. And accessories are such a great way to add personality and dimension to really simple looks, especially if you are more on the classic streamlined side. So doing the style activity we went through will help you note when you feel like this quote unquote something's missing. Usually that something is an accessory. Here's some key accessories that usually end up on my first-time client's strategic shopping list. Um, A small pendant or chain that works with everything. That one piece that you can just keep on wearing every day. If you have a lot of neutrals, often you need just like that little either chain or a pendant necklace to what I call fill the space and create a layer of visual interest. So an outfit doesn't really feel completely flat. For me, I wear a little hummingbird pendant that you've probably seen that, of course, as we learned, has sentimental value to me for my mom. And it also just happens to hit at the right spot to work with everything. It works with all my necklines. I don't like to fuss with a lot of accessorizing sometimes. So this really helps me know that I have something that will, again, fill that space. Um, And then a lot of people will ask about that layering necklaces that doing the two or three together A really easy place to start if you want to play into that is um, to first get this necklace that I just talked about, this simple chain or this pendant, and then find a mate for it. So if you chose a pendant, get a chain that hits just above the pendant and vice versa. So then you have that like one-two punch of a combination that you know always works so you're not second-guessing your accessories all the time. And the same idea goes for belts. Often a basic top and bottom combination could be made just a bit more interesting with accessorizing with a belt that has some texture and dimension. Even if it's monochromatic with your look, it doesn't have to be a pop. It's just something that helps you feel that that idea that the outfit is finished. Now on to shoes. 
with pant silhouettes changing a lot in the last few years, few years especially post COVID, um, our rebellion against this and our rebellion against sky high stilettos, uh, I've really found my sh- clients to be in a shoe quandary. The key with shoes is to note which silhouette of bottoms you have trouble pairing shoes with when you did the styling activity above. Again, for example, many people are finding their old, shorter ankle boots don't work with their new straight leg or wide leg jeans, so they need a boot that the pant can go over. This would mean that you would need a tighter shaft, mid-shaft boot, so that way your pants can work with the shoe. That's your hole. That will be an easy combination to style then. If you're seeking a balanced look to your style, a rule of thumb is that whenever you wear Uh, Whatever you wear on bottom, you can direct yourself towards its shoe opposite as a starting point. So for example, again, that wide leg pant, you may want a more streamlined shoe with an almond or pointy toe. So that will create balance so that everything isn't so heavy on bottom. So seek the opposite. Or if you're doing a skinny pant, you may want, you know, a wider, chunkier boot on bottom to create that balance if that's what you're going for. And this is another good place to look at your inspiration boards that you created to see how others have styled bottom and pant combinations and see if you like that overall silhouette and style for you. Then you can find ways to make it your own. Finally, layering. I love layering in case that hasn't been obvious over all the episodes and all of the things that I preach. Um, For this, we can go back to that rule of thirds is a good place to start. Let's say you have an overall slim look that's cutting you in half. You could get a longer line blazer or duster to bring us to this rule of thirds proportion. If you have an A-line skirt and fitted top, a crop jacket will give you that one-third on top and two-thirds on bottom silhouette that we talked about. These are really just some overall basic styling ideas to get you started when you're putting look combinations together. Of course, you'll understand what works for you. You'll understand what you like. You can play with them. Please send me Um, a DM on my Instagram. If you have any specific styling questions with this as your starting point, maybe as you're doing this exercise, you're like, Hey, I keep having trouble with this one specific thing. I can start to answer them in future episodes. As a reminder, my Instagram handle is at Natalie underscore Tincher, T-I-N-C-H-E-R. And really just to conclude this, above all, I don't want you to be afraid to try. Remember, this is supposed to be a really fun exploration of your self-expression. It is setting an intention to show who you are, wear your closet in new ways, flex all these different sides of you, try new things. And if you don't like it, you didn't sign a blood style oath to that outfit. Instead, use these misses for more self-awareness on what helps you feel like you're wearing the most authentic representations of all the beautiful layers of you. And if other people don't like what you're wearing, fully on them. Happy 2024. Thanks again for tuning in. I can't wait to keep growing this year with you. See you next time. Thanks for joining another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to follow along for episode news, updates, and other bonus style insights on Instagram through my business account at BU Style. That's the letters B, U, and Style. Or my personal account at Natalie underscore Tincher. And don't forget to subscribe to Where Who You Are wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. See you next time.